Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Kraken This Morning, a presentation of the Kraken Audio Network and Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Here's Mike Benton. They're still rolling at record-breaking proportions, that being the Seattle Kraken. They take on the Pittsburgh Penguins at PPG Paints Arena on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. This upload coming a little earlier in advance because of special circumstances. Kraken This Morning originally coming at night, that being Sunday night, because it'll be an Eastern time matinee game on Monday, first of two this season between the Kraken and the Penguins. Morning face-off time to get this thing going on the West Coast at 10 a.m. Pacific. If you tune in with us here for the Coors Light pregame show, maybe you're just finishing breakfast with us. 9.30 a.m., we're going on the Emerald Queen Casino Kraken Audio Network, of course. Ever if it's you, Al Kaniski, have the call in Pittsburgh. The Kraken with nine straight wins. Repeat, nine straight wins. A new franchise record. It's here. Today, they've got a chance to do something nobody else has ever done in the NHL. Fastest to ten straight wins in NHL history, last reached by Vegas three years ago. Additionally, the Kraken aiming for seven wins in a row on the road and perhaps three wins in three all-time games against Pittsburgh as the Kraken coming into today's matchup at 19-14-9, and 47 points. And with a win, have a chance to finally jump into the playoff picture, entering today tied with the Edmonton Oilers, who are off. Nashville sitting two points ahead, but taking on Vegas at 3 p.m. Pacific. The Los Angeles Kings also within reach, third place in the Pacific Division. They take on the Carolina Hurricanes at noon. They sit only one point ahead of the Kraken and Edmonton. We're going to recap more reaction from a 7-4 win in Columbus from two days ago with Everett now in just a bit. Also along with us here on the podcast, Josh Getzoff, TV side, play-by-play for the Penguins. He'll talk more on the return of Brian Dumoulin for the first time to Pittsburgh since leaving in free agency last summer. Plus, the Penguins' playoff window and much more with Pittsburgh coming in. Three points back up, both Detroit and Tampa Bay for the wildcard spots in the East. Before we get to Josh, here's Brian Dumoulin joining us last week on Kraken Weekly. Heard, of course, on 93.3 KJRFM on what he expects in going back to Pittsburgh. I mean, it's definitely a game that you, you pay attention to. I mean, I'm a, always a kind of a day-to-day person, so I don't look too far in the future, but yeah. uh, it'll be special. I mean, I, I know my wife, my friend, are going to go to that game from Seattle. Um, my parents will be there, too, and uh, a lot of a lot of friends um, that I met in that city outside of the game of hockey, too, will be there. So it'll be fun. It'll be definitely strange being on the visiting side of it, um, staying in a hotel, and uh, yeah, just, just the whole feel of it. But uh, it'll be special. It'll be fun. I mean, 
and it gets harder and harder as you kind of go on in life to keep in contact with people and I spent a lot of time there with a lot of guys in those locker rooms so I'm looking forward to definitely having conversations with them and seeing those familiar faces and not just the guys but the people in the rank and the support staff and the equipment staff and medical team and strength coaches and uh, yeah I mean those are all guys who had important impact in my life so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them all again and having conversations with them. Dumoulin joining a growing contingent of former Penguins on the Kraken side including Jared McCann, Jamie Alexiak, Justin Schultz, Brandon Tanev, even GM Ron Francis, where he won two Stanley Cups during the Mario Lemieux era, along with assistant GM Jason Botterill, a part of three Cup titles in Pittsburgh in 09, 2016, and 2017. So plenty going around in six degrees of separation here for this game on Monday. Here's how Saturday unfolded as the Kraken hung seven up on an opponent for the fourth time this season with reaction afterward from the booth with Everett now. McCann up the far side for George Strand. Now back to McCann. Right wing circle as he'll whip it wide. Loose puck left corner. George Strand gets it in the slot. McCann scores! Jared McCann in the right side of the slot. Hammers a one-timer in past Tarasov. And we're back even 2-2. 4-29 to play in the first. Well, great offensive zone pressure again by the Seattle Kraken. This time, Oliver Bjorkstrand picking up the puck low in the offensive zone, coming out and finding McCann right in the slot for a one-timer, beating Tarasov on the glove side He's down low. One here by the jacket, by the Kraken rather, and a shot on, and they score! Vince Dunn, a point blast. Pinballs off some bodies in front, and Ty Cartier looks like he gets the last touch on this. 3-3, we're back even, 10-15 to play in the second. Well, we just talked about that traffic in front, and this time there it was Cartier in front creating some of that traffic, getting his stick out for uh, Dunn to find with a shot from the point. I think Brandon Tanev might have an assist on this as yeah. well, and if he does have an assist on this, uh, he, that would be a third uh, three-game uh, assist streak for him. Over to Larson. Taps it up the far boards as Matty Beneers left wing side hammers it up the ice. And then Beneers gets rocked. And now Vince Dunn going after Sillinger. Those two exchanging blows. And Vince Dunn takes him down. Well, that's exactly what should happen there. Matty Beneers put the brakes on, turned a little bit up, up the wall. And Sillinger just buried him. And Dunn wasted no time dropping the gloves. Credit Sillinger for and doing the same. it off the left wing boards. To the line, Schultz walking center point, back to McCann, Bjorkstrand, scores! Oh, B, oh my, what a bomb from Oliver Bjorkstrand off the post and in. The Seattle Kraken take a 4-3 lead on the power play, 6-18 to play in the second. Well, great movement around the top of the power play there by Seattle. Ultimately, it was McCann sliding it over to Schultz. And Schultz slid it down to Oliver, the assassin, putting one top shelf yeah. glove side. To Dumoulin, near side of the Kraken zone, 13.55 to go in the third. Seattle still on top by a 4-3 score, 33-24, Kraken leading shots. Jared McCann off the feed from Schwartz. McCann is in, shoots, scores! Jared McCann's got two, and he puts the Kraken up by two. It's a 5-3 lead, 13-43 left in the third. Well, a fantastic D-zone exit by the Kraken there. Schwartz getting the puck right about the red line, and then nifty between the, the uh, legs pass out to McCann, who was streaking through the middle of the ice, loaded up that wrist shot, 
top slot and ripped it. Blocker side. Dumoulin re-enters. Near side. Dumoulin shoots. Scores! Brian Dumoulin. A rip shot near side. In past Tarasov. And the Kraken kicked the field goal. They go up by three. It's 6-3. 11-32 left here in the third. Well, just a terrible change by Columbus there. Right at their own blue line. Most of the players, other than maybe the D-man went off the ice. That creates an odd man rush for Seattle. Dumoulin very smartly draws the puck to the middle after Tatar goes through and beats uh, goaltender glove side. Five seconds to go. Columbus will sit on this one. There's the final horn. Eight was great, but nine is mighty fine. It's a new franchise record. The Seattle Kraken have won their ninth consecutive game. They push their point streak to 13 following a 7-4 win here in Columbus. Yeah, congratulations to the Seattle Kraken. Big milestone, big uh, historical moment for them. They see it as just another two points. We see it as a big night for them. Ninth win in a row. The new franchise record for Seattle. And they push their point streak to now 13 games. 11-0-2 in their last 13 outings. It was a bit of a rocky start, but I said it before. I'll say it again. They don't ask how you start. They ask how you finish. And the Kraken finished this one off in a big way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you look at the first period uh, score sheet. It was 2-2 at the end of the first period. That, that doesn't seem like the sloppy period that it actually was because the Kraken did come out a little slow, but you're right. They figured it out as they've done in the past couple of games, got things going over the remainder of the game, and came out on top. Stop me if you've heard this one before. The Kraken offense has been spread out here tonight. Six players with goals, 13 players finding themselves on the score sheet. Two goals and assists for McCann, one and two for Bjorkstram. Two assists night for Yanni Gord along with Justin Schultz and a one goal, one assist performance for Brian Dumoulin here this evening. Well, another thing too is, is that that's depth of scoring and we talk about that a lot and I love that about this DNA of the team. But other the other depth area that you can talk about here is that Joey Decord didn't have a great game. Yeah. He didn't have his best game. And his team stepped up for him. His team came out and said, hey, you let four in tonight, we're going to go get seven and take care of it because you've taken care of us for so many games. And I think that's exactly the message that needed to be sent here tonight for the Seattle Kraken, for Joey Decord. So much, uh, so often this season, really in the last, oh, we'll call it 20 games, it's been relied so heavily upon the goaltending. But tonight the offense took charge. They took control. They picked up their goalie when they needed to, like they said. And tonight you said it in, in one of the breaks, Alan. I wish you would have said it on the air too, the shooters for Seattle were shooting tonight. Yeah. Jared McCann gets a goal. Jordan Eberle gets a goal. He hits two goals. Eberle gets a goal. Bjorkstrand, Tolvanen, yeah. your best players tonight were your best players. Yeah, and it wasn't just like shots off of shin pads and off his of yeah. skates. These guys were sniping tonight. I think I called Oliver the assassin today. <laughs> With the way he put that puck in the net, he'd hit the post on that power play yeah. a few seconds before, but that was just a perfect shot by him. So when your goal scorers are firing like that, you can take care of things if your goaltender's not having his best night. And I think it still needs to be addressed a little bit. The, the, the early, the slow, sloppy starts. And we've I've said this before. I'll say it again. This is Edmonton. This is the Rangers coming up. This is even the Pittsburgh yep. Penguins against a team that has the firepower to beat you like that. This game maybe goes in a different direction. So the Kraken 
need to, I think, especially on an adjusted time, early game Monday, back-to-back Tuesday at MSG, their starts need to be better. Yeah, they have to be. And and if you're going to face a couple of teams that will really hurt you badly in that first period if you don't. So it's going to be something that uh, coaching staff are going to talk to Seattle about uh, once the the, the air of this win wears off a little bit. All right, joining us now on Kraken this morning, our friend. Great to chat with him once again. That's Josh Getzoff, TV play-by-play for the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sportsnet Pittsburgh. Josh, great having you, my man. I shouldn't bury the lead here. Congratulations again on the new role and Happy New Year. So what defines the task, first off, you want to achieve each game moving from radio now to a TV role? Yeah, Mike, great to, to talk to you, to be on with you. Happy New Year to you and everyone else uh, with the Kraken Audio Network. I'm still enjoying the broadcast on the, the drive home from games. Oh, not, uh, not changed my routine. The, the Kraken are still part of the ride back <laughs> to my house after Penguins games. But um, as far as the, the you know, game to game, it's, it's you know, you've, you've done games there out, uh, out in Seattle on the junior side on TV. You're, you're still conveying the the energy and the emotion of the game with a little bit less words and a little bit more of letting the, the scene itself sell the moment. Um, but it's been a blast. You know, we've had a little bit of a rotation with color analysts. Uh, Phil Bork's going to call the game uh, with me against the Kraken. So that'll be uh, my, my old uh, steady partner on the radio side previously. But he's done a bunch, Mike Rupp, Colby Armstrong. So it's been cool to have different personalities next to you and kind of learn how they work and work alongside them in the process. So it's been a lot of fun so far. Well, very, very happy for you. Thank you, too, for the kind compliments. And we get to go to work early here on Monday. What's your feel on the early games, noon, 1 p.m. versus, say, 7, 7.30? Well, uh, Monday, 1 o'clock, obviously, you know, the holiday and, and things of that nature have impacted that. Of course, the Steelers game getting moved had a huge uh, deciding factor for this game being pushed to one o'clock, but uh, I'd say a, a Monday one o'clock game definitely is going to feel a little bit weird. I am a huge fan of afternoon games, though, and I wish the Penguins played more of them. To be honest with you, mm. uh, they only have seven day games. You know, a couple three o'clock, some three thirties, one two o'clock uh, later in the season. So this is a few and far between type of moment uh, for them to play a, a day game. And, uh, I look forward to them. I think there's a different kind of energy that comes with just getting up and going to the rink in the morning and playing a hockey game. So, um, and it, it also comes with a different kind of focus, I think, with that being the first thing you do upon arrival at the rink as opposed to the routine that maybe comes with a 7 or 7.30 start uh, time. So uh, I think it'll be a, a different kind of feel, especially for the Penguins. They haven't done it yet this year. But I'm very much looking forward to it. I really enjoy these earlier starts. Interesting to track this certainly out of the gate uh, as far as this game coming up here. First off, as far as big storylines, Brian Dumoulin, he's back. What did he leave in Pittsburgh as far as a legacy? Oh, what didn't he leave? What what a great guy, uh, first and foremost, as you guys I'm sure have seen there in Seattle. Yeah. Just a, a, an unbelievable presence behind closed doors as far as the leadership that he brings, the advice and the words that he'll offer um, to his teammates. And then just the experience factor, the two-time Stanley Cup champion, you know, uh, hovered uh, just under, I believe, 600 games during his time with the Penguins. He had some injuries later in his career here, which limited him a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, extremely durable, extremely dependable, played to Chris Letang's left for the majority of the time that those two were teammates in Pittsburgh and 
um, you know, in a way was that security blanket for Chris Letang. And I think it really was telling the last couple of seasons when, you know, Denny Malkin was missing some time, when Sidney Crosby was missing some time, when even Chris Letang uh, last year when he had the second stroke missed some time and his father passed away. It was Brian Dumoulin who got an A on his sweater uh, from Mike Sullivan and the coaching staff here. Um, and that's not given out lightly when you consider the only guys normally wearing letters or last names are Crosby, Malkin, and Latang in this town. So um, it's, it's a pretty big deal uh, for what he meant to those teams, those cup championship teams in particular, and just his, his uh, footprint here in Pittsburgh. And, you know, as I said, it's a little funky that it's a 1 o'clock game on a Monday, and I'm curious to see what kind of an atmosphere it'll be. But I can tell you there is a plan in place to welcome him back, mm-hmm. uh, and he will be uh, recognized accordingly when he comes back into Pittsburgh on Monday. Yeah, he's looking forward to it. He said he's going to have family as well in the building, and that's certainly going to be a heartwarming moment here for him and everybody else uh, inside the building here. The Penguins window technically is still open, even approaching 20 years here for the Sidney Crosby era, and they're still in this mix as far as the Eastern Conference playoff picture. So to you, what's to find this kind of season where they're knocking on the door right now? So it's really interesting, Mike, because you look at this offseason that the Penguins had, and there was an overhaul. Obviously, it started at the top with Kyle Dubas coming in, bringing in Jason Spezza as his assistant GM from Toronto. Um, and, and he really just completely changed this roster. And on opening night, Penguins, as far as players that were dressed, had nine new faces in their lineup. Uh, overall, you know, with a couple of the guys that were scratched, had 11 new faces on their opening night roster. Um, and new guys have started to trickle in even since opening night. Last game, for example, you played game 41, the legitimate midway point of the season Saturday night in Raleigh against the Carolina Hurricanes. And Colin White, who is no stranger to the NHL, but had spent this season so far in Wilkes-Barre in the American League, made his Penguins debut uh, with there being some injuries to Riley Smith and Noel Achari. Not ironically, both newcomers as well to the Penguins. Um, so it does look like Achari will be okay for that game against the Kraken. But I think, you know, to answer your question, this has been a team that went through a lot of change. And the biggest name of all was Eric Carlson that came on board. And I think when people looked at this group, they thought that the offense was going to put them in a position where they'd be competitive in games. And everyone kind of thought that the power play in particular was going to be indestructible and a juggernaut. It has been the literal opposite. Uh, they're 0 for their last eight coming into this matchup against the Kraken. They're 27th in the NHL on the power play. And you'll see tomorrow. I mean, you know, Everett is going to say while he's calling the game, the names you're going to hear, the Penguins moving the puck around on the power play, the Carlsons, the Malkins, the Crosbys, the Gensels, the Latangs, the Rusts, the Raquels. You hear those names, you think goals are coming, and it hasn't happened. Uh, and they've left a lot of points on the table through the first 41 games as a result. So because of that, they're on the outside looking in, and I really do mean because of that. The power play has been their detriment uh, this year. But I think, you know, at five-on-five, five, they've actually been one of the better teams in the NHL, um, and they've, they've carried play in a lot of games as well. So uh, they definitely can score, but in these moments where games can be defined, they've kind of fallen flat quite a bit. Um, their goaltending's been really good. Tristan Jari and Alex Adelkovich, who's probably been their best offseason addition, uh, has really been solid in that 1B backup type role for the Penguins. So uh, I'm curious to see you know, what they do in this second half. They're pretty much right around where they were a year ago at this time, and we all know how that ended. They ended up missing the playoffs by one point. So I think there's some nervous 
anxiety in Pittsburgh as far as it pertains to the next few months for the Penguins. But obviously it begins against the Kraken here on MLK Day. Carlson's got points in six straight games coming into this one. Uh, to you specifically, where have they felt his biggest impact this season? Uh, it's been at five on five, definitely. You know, I, I mentioned the power play and the struggles there. I think if you were to talk people in Pittsburgh, they would all shake their head and kind of shrug their shoulders at you as far as why it hasn't worked on the power play. It's just been it's been tough to watch at times. Um, I will tell you this, Eric Carlson, you, you know this when you watch him, and we've all paid attention to this guy. I mean, he's been a star in this league for a long time. He's got three Norris trophies. His resume speaks for itself. It's, he's going to the Hockey Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. But he is a really interesting player when you see him every single night because he makes a lot of decisions that leave you scratching your head. Talent-wise, he's unbelievable. He can skate like the wind. He has an incredible shot. He's had a couple – uh, 100-plus-mile-an-hour slappers that have been recorded uh, in the building so far this year when he's let it fly. But he just makes these decisions sometimes in his own zone, a couple of miscues, passes that end up in the back of the net that the Penguins haven't been able to come back from. So he is quite literally the definition of an offensive defenseman because the defensive side of his game is not the best. Uh, and I think that everyone knew that when he was acquired, but as I mentioned, now that you see it every game, it's been hammered home a bit more. Um, and that's been a bit surprising. But you're right. The offensive production, six-game point streak, it has been there. He does drive a ton on that front. And he is a one-man breakout. And those things, you know, especially the right-handed shooting defenseman, those types of aspects are few and far between as far as the elite-level kind of guys in the National Hockey League. And the Penguins are blessed to have two of them with uh, Carlson and Chris Letang. He's going to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Carlson certainly Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin are also going to go to the Hall of Fame. Captain, obvious statement here for the day. And it seems like that we're running out of superlatives here for them at this point of their careers. But the biggest Crosby and Malkin moments of this year, what are they? Oof, oh, that's a, that's a good one. Um, man, I need to think about that for a second. Crosby has had a couple of these games where he's just literally put the Penguins on his back. Um, you know, most recently the game against Vancouver here on Thursday night. Uh, he, he willed them back into that game, down two goals to the Canucks going into the third period. Uh, they end up tying the game and sending it into overtime and eventually losing, but he was he was the only reason they got a point out of that game. And he's been the only reason they've got a point out of a lot of games this year. It, it just, you know, to think off the top of my head, I, honestly, it's hard to name a single game or a couple of games because – that's how important he's been on a nightly basis. It's hard to believe, Mike. Like, I'll look down, and I'm like, okay, he is 36. Like, this is his 19th season. He does have a little bit of the Silver Fox hairline going on right now. Like, he's he's definitely has his age showing at times in his face and in his hair, but not in his game because he's he's a beast. And he does so many things well. You know, he's right atop the face-off charts as well as uh, the points and, and the goals and um, it's just, it's been incredible. And I, I don't take a second for granted personally being able to call him and Malkin and even Latang and Carlton on a nightly basis because those guys are, you know, there's going to be a day where you're going to be craving the opportunity to call players like that, that that will not be a possibility in Pittsburgh. So we've been really lucky to have them. As far as Evgeny Malkin, the way he started this season, he looked like Gino of 2009. He's fallen off. Uh, a bit 
you know, really from the 20 game mark on, there, there's been some ups, there's been some downs. It's just a little, little bit like his team, uh, lack of consistency overall. Uh, but, you know, those early games, there were a few that it was just vintage Vulcan, and, and you looked at him and you were thinking, this guy could legitimately carry them at points this year. And I think that version of him can return. He's, he's always loved the spotlight. He's like the bigger moments. Those kind of games are starting to approach in the schedule here in the second half as we get closer to February and March. And uh, I'll be curious to see what happens with him. But those two guys, I mean, you know, they're, they're, as you mentioned, they're going to the Hall of Fame. They've done so much for this team uh, on the ice, obviously, with the three cups between the two of them, but off the ice and the impact they made on the community of hockey players, young boys and girls here in Pittsburgh, it's, it's really cool to see. Um, Logan Cooley, obviously, is a product of it, who you guys have seen out west a few times, but yeah. uh, with the Arizona Coyotes, he, he started playing hockey because of Sidney Crosby's Little Penguins, and, and now he's in the National Hockey League, so uh, that's the, the most recent example of their impact, but they're on ice impact is basically what the Penguins' record is. It would be way worse if they didn't have that. It's a matchup that we can't wait for because Crosby's involved, Malkin's involved, Chris Letang is involved, etc. Up against former Penguins, Ryan Dumoulin, Brandon Tanev, Jared McCann, Jamie Alexiak, Justin Schultz, etc., etc., etc. Looking forward to it. I raised my cup of coffee for you. Getting ready here for Puck Drop, Josh. Thanks so much, my man. Have a great call. Extra shot of espresso for me, Mike. Good talking to you as always. Uh, you're the man, Josh. Big thanks for Josh Getzoff time as we get closer to the early Monday matchup. That'll set you up for morning hockey. If you're with us, of course, on the West Coast, to remind you once again, the Kraken taking on the Penguins, 10 a.m. Pacific time today from PPG Paints Arena. Everett and Al have the call from the booth out in Pittsburgh. I'll join you from Network Central for the Coors Light pregame show beginning at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. Be with us after breakfast. Big thanks to Brian Dumoulin and Josh Getzoff. And for Kraken this morning, I'm Mike Benton. Enjoy the game. You're home for the Kraken. Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.